You're listening to the Voice of One podcast. Subscribe, contact us, and learn more at voiceofonepodcast.com. Now, here's your host, Terrence Clark. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And I guess that's a good time to stop right there and introduce ourselves. This is Terrence Clark from the Voice in One podcast. And we're here with you again for another adventure of the Word of God or in the glory of God and the things of God. It was a little cartoon back from the day, as they said, Rocky and Bullwinkle. And every new episode or every new show, the announcer will come on to say, and as we, where we last left our heroes. So in podcast number two, I believe, I think we actually started in podcast number one. And again, let me finish my introduction. This is Terrence Clark from the Voice One podcast. And we're here to stand and to represent the goodness of God and share on God's goodness. You know, one of the things that I've been called into the ministry on, I am a minister of the gospel, manifesting and serving the Lord in many different aspects of ministry. I'm not just behind the microphone here in our studio, but not also just behind a pulpit, but many different ways through uh, the written word, as in magazine articles, also in music, and also in areas of drama. However, when I was just my early teens, the Lord called me into the ministry and having been raised in a very strict Southern Baptist Christian household, I mean, we were saved, saved. I mean, not doing certain sins as it would have been called or just certain things which were not quote unquote godly. We didn't do those not just because of a love of the Lord. We didn't do them because of a fear of my natural father. Very strict and believed in uh, taking the correction to the seat of all learning. And we learn tremendously. If we didn't learn anything, we learn what not to do. But no, in all truth, uh, we learned about God. And my father was very faithful in that. And so I'm very appreciative. But saying all this, having been raised in that religious environment, I didn't accept the Lord. Or I didn't accept. I accept the Lord as my Savior at a young age. But I didn't accept the call into the ministry. Matter of fact, I hit it. My family didn't know. People around us, and they would say the same thing to my brothers, my oldest brother, as well as my some of my other siblings. You know that you're called into the ministry. And to hear that at our age was not something, at least for me, not something that I was very interested in doing. I was interested in knowing about God and understanding what He had for me, who He was, and His invitation and His call to me. Advancing uh, further in my life, in my early 20s, very early 20s, 20 years old, 21 years old, I finally accepted the call of the ministry. I was associating with uh, uh, some other brothers who were a little older than I am, including my oldest brother, 
who today is the senior pastor at my home church, one of the brothers who was a prophet looked at me and said, the Lord has called you into the ministry, hasn't he? And I hemmed and hauled, and that, that means I beat around the bush, literally. And because I said literally because I was actually waiting for a burning bush experience, which most likely I wasn't going to get. And the brother explained it to me. He said, it's by faith. Oh, what a great revelation. I realized it was by faith. You mean I'm going to have to step out on this thought, this impression, this word from God, and step out on in an area that, you know, I didn't have God coming down from the sky or handwriting on the wall. I was going to have to step out with a belief that God had called me into ministry. So we did in the apartment my wife and I was living in. I went in, in the back bedroom and I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, I accept this calling to the ministry. However, if I find out that you didn't really call me just a whim of my own, then I'm not going to be ashamed or bashful or, or prideful to tell people to know that I just miss God and God didn't call me. Well, when I did that, the Lord began to speak to me. He began to, when I say speak to me, I didn't hear an audible voice, but inside, internally, a, a pressing, strong impression and an inward voice um, and manifesting into that which I could hear. And he confirmed his word to me. And I asked him, I said, well, Lord, okay, what do you want me to preach? I know it's the gospel, it's the good news about Jesus and what you have for us and how you saved us. But, you know, some preach more evangelism, some preach more on a pastorate type ministry of your soulish area and how to walk in freedom and deliverance. Some preach prosperity and how God will supply your needs. What do you want me to preach? What's going to be my mark? And the Lord, right in front of my eyes, I could see, you know, wasn't anything physically in front of my eyes. I don't know. I was the only one in the room. I saw typewritten letters in front of me, in lowercase letters, the word preach, P-R-E-A-C-H slash T-E-A-C-H. And the Lord said to me, he said that the church had been laughing at the world. Because the world says that God is dead. But God said that at the same time my people have been saying that my word is dead and has no power. He says, I want you to preach to the world that I'm alive and I'm full of power. He said, I want you to teach my church that my word is alive and full of power. Stay tuned with us. We'll be right back after this message. At New Pod City, we are your neighbors. You know us, and we know you. New Pod City is where you go for all things podcast-related. We're living in a golden age right now. I mean, anybody can just open up a laptop, jack in a mic, just start talking, and before they even realize what's happening, they have a worldwide listening audience. We advise you on the type of equipment to use, offer training, distribution, monetization, and guidance to ensure you sound amazing. Don't think you have to sound like anybody else. Don't let people try and shave off everything original about you. Hey, I talk fast, I have a New York accent, but you know what? That'll appeal to somebody. With three levels to choose from, we got your budget covered. Mayor Frank Sasso and his team have award-winning podcast production skills, which make the New Pod City family a truly unique team dedicated to art and craft of producing and distributing high-quality audio productions, voiceovers, celebrity impressions, and most of all, podcasts. You no longer have to go searching for content to listen to. You can sit down and create your own content, your own show. You can create your own show. One of the things my team and I do is sit around and think about the kind of shows we would listen to, and then we just create them. 
Visit us today at newpodcity.com or call 609-222-2691 for more information. Now is the time to stake your claim with a podcast. New Pod City, there's a new breed of podcaster. And so the Lord spoke to me, he said, I want you to teach and to share and to preach the reality of my word. And my word is real, that I'm alive and my word is alive and full of power. And that has been the push and the call of my whole ministry, my whole life, now some 30 plus years later, of preaching the gospel of the goodness of God, that the God that we serve, the God of the Bible, let me get that clear, the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ being the Son of God, Father God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I could say it many different ways, but the God of the Bible, the God of John 2, 16, 3, 16, that says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That God, that God that sent his only begotten Son, that God that said that I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He spoke to me and said to preach this word, and that's been the thrust. I would read the Bible in the Old Testament and I would see the move of God, that God was a God of power and miracles. And I would read about the God of the New Testament and I saw in the life of Jesus and disciples that God was a God of power and God was a God of miracles. And I wanted to know, well, Lord, if that's true of you, where are you? Because you have to understand, in a lot of the churches, and not to knock them, but a lot of the churches and circles that I was in, I wasn't hearing too much of the power of God, other than it was related back to the Bible, or where it was in the Bible. So I would hear about it in the Bible, but I wouldn't see any outward manifestation of Him still being real and active in the life of people in the day. Back at that time, at that day, you know, which was include this day now. Where, in other words, where is God? I want to see your move. I know that you're God. That's not a question. But because you are God, then there needs to be a manifestation of who you are. Because look, God doesn't change. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing about water. Water is water no matter where you go. And water has some properties of it that are unique to water that you can't take away from it. Water will produce wet. No matter where you're at. I don't care if water is in the form of steam. That if the steam contacts something, that object, cloth, or object, whatever, you're going to see water vapors or that thing that's going to get wet. If water is in the form of ice, somehow, in some way, if it's ice that is made by water, then it's going to be a trail of wetness that is associated with that water. Well, God is God. He's the God of love. The same God of love is the God of power. That's part of who he is. So if we believe and we receive this great God of the Bible, then we also receive with him his ability to manifest himself in power and in demonstration. That's just part of who he is. It goes with the package. You know, Jesus teaching his disciples and ultimately all believers in Mark chapter 11 in the Bible, verse 22, 23, 24. He said this, he said, and he had just cursed a fig tree because the fig tree, as he went to it, didn't produce fruit. And Jesus went to the fig tree and cursed it. He said, no man shall eat food off you from this moment on. And so they went on their way and came back the next day. And then the fig tree was dried up at the roots. And the disciples saw that. And they were amazed. They said, Lord, the fig tree 
that you curse is dried up at the roots. And, and Jesus began, took the opportunity and he taught them. And he said this, have faith in God. Have faith in who? Have faith in God. The God of what God? The God of the Bible, which we know that there's only one God. All other things that people call God are idols. It's said that man has many idols, but only one God. And I'm talking about ungenerated, unsaved men. That doesn't believe in the God of the Bible. It doesn't serve him. They may call other things God or treat other things as God. But the reality is who they are really serving and putting first place is themselves. Because, come on, wake up. You didn't create yourself. If you're worshiping an idol, a stone idol, or a carved idol, I don't care what religion it's from, it didn't make you. You made it. It's stupid. It's foolish. I said it. It's stupid. If we're worshiping something, it could be sports, it could be TV, it could be an idol like as, as in a rock star or an actor, an actress, or a politician or a person in your life. And it could be a boyfriend or girlfriend. If you are putting someone else in high position and your life is being stirred by what they do and what they say and you are honoring them, then you're making them a God, even though they're not a God. What you're really doing is making, you're making them an idol. You have become the God. Why have you become the God? Because any time that we exalt something or someone else higher than the God of the Bible, we have made that thing a God. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit more in a little bit different way after the break. So, don't go anywhere. Matter of fact, call somebody on the phone. Bring the dog in the house. The dog, I'll tell you, the dog will love what we're sharing on. It'll change your life. Be right back. There are two problems with getting a new website, time and money. It can take months of either your own time or going back and forth on email and the phone with your designer. That's time when your website should be online strutting your stuff. The other problem is money. Paying for a new website can cost thousands of dollars. Wait a minute, isn't your website supposed to be making you money? At River City eMarketing, we understand these problems and we have a solution. For a limited time, we will create a fantastic mobile-friendly website for you for only $500. And we will do it in two weeks or your site is free. Are there any additional monthly fees? Of course. Is it expensive? Of course not. Check out our website today, rcemdesigns.com. See some samples. Then fill in the form on the homepage and type Fusion in the code box to get your site at the reduced price of $500. We look forward to saving you time and money. So, you got the dog in the house? That's good. Uh, who let the dog in? Woo, woo. <laughs> some of you get that. There's only two types of beings or two beings in this universe that could even hold the title of God legally. Now we can call a lot of things God, but there's only two entities that can legally hold the title of God. And one of them, even though it might be legal to hold the title of God, still is not God, not the God of the Bible, nor have the same background or history or power as the God of the Bible. And those two entities are, if you haven't guessed it already, nope, 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 some of you guessed it wrong. Nope, it's not the devil. 
It's not Satan. It's not Lucifer. You understand something? Satan may want to be one of those and oftentimes pushes himself. And he's even called himself that. And the Bible does call Satan the God of this world. Refers to him as the God of this world. He's God of this world because men have pushed them or allowed them. And ultimately back to what Adam did in the Garden of Eden when, when Adam sinned against God and listened to the desire of Satan and they ate off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3. Read the whole discourse, chapter 1, chapter 2 and 3. When Adam bowed his knee, he made Satan God. Even though Satan didn't have the right to hold that title. He stole it. You see, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, the two entities that legally can be called God, legally, even though Satan is called God, biblically and scripturally, he doesn't have the God attributes. Satan is an angel. He is a created angel. He is a fallen angel. He wears the title of the God of this world because of what was given to him by Adam, Adam turning over to him. And I, I, I'm, I'm saying this over and over again. But you need to understand that. The two entities that are legally allowed to hold the title of God is God of the Bible, Elohim, as he reveals himself in Genesis chapter 1 1. Elohim, the pluralistic God, the, the three in one God, all Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Jehovah of the Old Testament, the Yahweh. Rather, of the Old Testament, the Yahweh-Behe of the Old Testament, the El Shaddai of the Old Testament, the same Father of the New Testament, Father God of the New Testament, manifest in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Son, praise God, in the New Testament and the whole Bible revealed, actually. He is God. He is the one that legally, officially, actually, demonstratively, and all those other things that is God. The other one entity that can legally wear the title, but in actuality, is only that because he was created by God to share in the presence of God and in the family of God is man. Yep, me and you. Now that doesn't mean that we are God. You gotta get this. I'm talking about they, talk, we're, we're getting somewhere, we're going somewhere. So stay with me. Don't cut this off and go out and say to Terrence Clark is calling men God. No, we're not some weird religion or some self-help book or article that is to exalt man up high above God and we worship ourselves. No, I'm talking about because men, human beings, have been created in the image and likeness of God. It's back in Genesis chapter 1. You see, because only those that could, in that God nature, could truly share in everything that God the Father had, could share it. And that's because God the Father invited and created man in his image and his likeness to share that all that he had. And of course, Adam missed it. He sinned against God, and God said, The day you sin, you're going to die. When he did, he turned over. His, not in his being, but in the authority that he had. He turned it over to the devil. Now, I know this is getting kind of deep, but hold on, hold on, we're going somewhere with that. Because you can understand, you'll, you'll understand how much the God of the Bible loves us men. And how stupid it is 
to for us to bow our knee unto another entity, another being other than the God of the Bible. That's why the Ten Commandments, you read the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 5, and I believe in Deuteronomy chapter 20, for under the first commandment, God have no other gods before the God of heaven and earth. God tells you that. Don't worship idols. It's a sin. It's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because they're not God. Period. You see, understand that when we bow down to God and we worship God, we are bowing our knees to the only one that can sustain us. The only one that can save us. He is the only one that made us and he's the only one that can save us eternally. And he warns us, don't bow your knee to something else that's not going to help you. Something that doesn't have the right to wear the name or the title. Amen. Well, we're going to go. We're going to take our break. And I'm, we're going to write back. We're going to take a pause. And we're going to come back on our own. Read you something out of the Voice of One magazine. So hold on and we'll be right back. With the constant reminder that we should shave coming from the corporate world, and as we're pushed further and further into a corner, at some point in our lives we must decide to push back. There comes a time in a man's life when he must let it grow. Blade and Barrel is the outward manifestation of this very thing. We join in the fight by providing high-quality products for men at an affordable price. Fighting back one day at a time. Join us in our fight for facial hair normalcy. Embrace freedom and grow a beard. What are you waiting for? Visit us online today at bladeandbarrelstore.com. Okay, so we're back. And um, this again, uh, for those who just tune in, this is Terrence Clark. And you're listening to the Voice of One podcast. We are the Voice of One is a Christian news magazine that we publish stories on the glory of God and on miracles and on signs and wonders. And we do interviews. People in the pew, I like to call them the body of Christ as well as Christian leaders, pastors, visionaries. And reporting on what God is doing in the churches and in the neighborhoods, in the communities. We believe that every Christian has a testimony. I don't care who you are. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what nationality you are, what part of the world that you live in, how long you've been saved, how long you had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that God has given you a testimony, something that God has done good in your life. Starting, number one, the fact that Jesus saved you. You know, it amazes me a lot of time in a church service, and a church gathering, that they'll have something called testimony service. And that's where every person in that church, every person in that is gathered there has the opportunity to stand up, to testify for the Lord. And a lot of times, Christians will wait until God gives them some great testimony in their mind, you know, uh, answer to a pressing prayer. A lot of times it's a financial need or maybe it's a healing in the bodies. All wonderful things, all good things. But if we will stand up every opportunity and testify the fact that we're saved. You know, the disciples came to Jesus one time after they were casting out devils. He had given them authority to cast out devils. And they came back rejoicing and they said, Master, Teacher, Oh, the devils are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, look, I saw Satan cast down out of heaven like lightning. So Jesus said, look, you know, that's great. You're wonderful. You rejoice on that. But look, you know, I, I, I've seen the, the big dude, the, the one they serve, he was cast out of heaven. 
and, and I believe Jesus want to cast him out. But he said, rejoice rather that your name is written in heaven. In other words, thank God for all the wonderful manifestations that he's done through miracles and through healing and deliverance. But the number one, thank God, the number one thank God testimony is the fact that our soul, spirit, soul, and ultimately our body, because it's a three, the salvation is a three-part thing, includes your body, is saved from the fire of hell and eternal separation from God, our creator, the God of love. Look, look, you may think that in the situation that you're in or in this world that we live in that there's no hope or you're not feeling like somebody loves you. To be separated from God of love, the God of hope, the God of all grace, the God of hope and grace. Look, as long as you got breath in your body and long as you're on planet Earth, there you have the opportunity to engage God. He's there. Praise God. God has a way of showing up at your house and your door and your heart. But look, separated from him, having died, somebody died in their sin and never knew Jesus, or if Jesus were to return and you never accept him, then to be cut off for eternity without him and not know his love, not know his peace, his hope, his joy, and on and on and on. You don't want to be there. That's not a road you want to travel. That's not a club you want to end up in, if you get the point. So, looking at the Voice in One magazine, and you'll find that on voicecnc.com, V-O-I-C-N-E-C-N-C.com, and it's a Christian magazine, and we print articles again on the move of God in the lives of His people. It's high and small and great. Everybody has a testament of something good that the Lord has done in their life, from salvation to healing, deliverance to victory. Well, one of the articles we have is a series of articles called The Year of the Glorious Church, and it's from a prophecy that the Lord gave me every year that he gives me a word for the body of Christ as a whole for the upcoming year. And in the end of 2016, he gave me uh, the message for 2017. And we shared it in different churches all around. And every time we come encounter with somebody new and particularly a leader to share with them, this is what, hey, this is what we believe God is doing. We know we have his word. And this is where we believe that we're at in this time of his word. Because, you know, in the Bible, the body of Christ, we are in the book of Acts. That's where we are. We're in that dispensation of time or the time of the church, if you would say. And God is doing some great things, awesome things. Look, I'm not going to have time to get in the article. I apologize. But look, tune into our next podcast on the Voice of One podcast. And get somebody, call them out, tell them to listen in what God is saying on these podcasts. I know you will be blessed. This is Terrence Clark. Thank you for joining us. I sure hope this helped you. Jesus is absolutely Lord. You've been listening to the Voice of One podcast with Terrence Clark. Visit us at voiceofonepodcast.com to subscribe, ask questions, leave reviews, learn more, and even post testimonies because everyone has a story.